the RDK podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Walker, and today I'm joined by the wonderful Xavier Leclerc, Vice President of Business Development at Broadpeak. Xavier, how are you doing? Hello, Jamie. Yeah, very well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. It's great to have you on board. Thanks for your time today. Um, Xavier, just for our listeners um, who might not be aware of Broadpeak as an organization, could you give us a, a little insight into what you do in video technology? Sure, yeah. So Broadpeak provides uh, software solutions for uh, operators and content providers looking to store and deliver video at scale. So we provide modular solutions to enable high quality of experience and low cost of um, delivery. Uh, I'll give you maybe three examples so you you see better what we do. Uh, We provide content delivery network technology to scale video distribution. So um, it is deployed with operators like Buick Telecom in France to deliver their fixed line and mobile customer video services, serving set-top boxes, connected TVs, tablets, and phones. Um, We also provide cloud DVR solutions for operators that are looking to offer live and time-shifted services to their customers, so things like Restart TV, Catch-Up TV, Network PVR. And this is deployed by operators like Orange in multiple affiliates across Europe, uh, where basically you have hundreds of live channels being offered uh, on demand to many devices. And finally, we also provide quite a unique um, solution called the Nano CDN. And this is um, basically a multicast AVR um, solution we have pioneered over the last few years. And this is deployed by operators like Cellcom in Israel to uh, scale the live video delivery to multiple um, multi-screen devices using multicast. Amazing. Thank you for the insight into Broadpeak. So what platforms have you used in the past to create video delivery components and and how have they worked out for you? Yeah, so when it comes to rolling out um, solutions in operators network, um, we've been historically deploying on dedicated hardware, right? So optimizing configuration for specific workloads. Um, For example, if you have a CDN uh, cache that is going to serve, I don't know, maybe a large video on demand library, you will need high performance storage, right? So not just because of the volume of data, but also for the bandwidth that the storage will need to provide, right? So we've been through the cycle of, you know, spinning drives, SSD, NVMe now. And um, what is interesting is while there is still a lot of deployments on bare metal today, right? So on dedicated server, there's also been a rise of uh, the cloud inside the operator's network, right? So we're now talking about the elasticity of uh, the application so that the capacity can flex with demand. Right. So say if you are um, streaming, um, I don't know, the uh, UFA uh, Champions League football games, um, you may need a lot more capacity than normal. You may need, I don't know, 10 times, 20 times the capacity you usually have on the network. So we are more and more deploying flexible solutions in those private or public clouds. And the main difference here for us at Broadpeak is that we obviously don't deliver uh, the hardware uh, in the solution anymore, right? We basically focus on um, the application, the customer bring their own virtualized or containerized platform, and we only deploy our application. So this split is, is very interesting, and I think it's at the heart of the industry today. It enables you know, easy operation for, for the customer and also faster time to market, right? One of the main benefits of the cloud and faster innovation because on our side we focus more on the application rather than the platform right so by using the cloud we uh, we will benefit also from the services that are hosted in the cloud so um you know if i give you an example if you are to deploy uh, an application a cloud native application on uh, ec2 on aws 
uh, in those environments, if you use databases, you don't need to embed uh, a SQL server, for example, in your application. Right? Instead, you will use a hosted service, you know, an RDS service, for example, provided by AWS for your SQL database. So for us, it's similar. Um, you know, we uh, basically leverage what is available in our customers' network. Um, an example could be uh, object storage, right? So we have customers that provide uh, storage as a service on their uh, private cloud. Okay. And this is, you know, a facility we can use to basically store uh, recordings, for example, from a cloud DVR application. So I think leveraging the cloud here is an interesting uh, uh, angle. And, and for us, this is definitely a big trend in the industry. So if you look, I think, more closely at the video delivery, um, for us, there's one particular application um, that has, uh, where there is an important CPE component, and that's the multicast ABR, right? So if you're not uh, maybe familiar with multicast ABR, the concept is very simple. Um, how can I combine the scalability and the quality of the multicast on managed networks with the versatility of ABR to reach any screens in the home, right? So for multicast ABR to work, we basically need to deploy some software inside the home network, right? so that the multicast coming in can be converted back to unicast and that's what we call the nano uh, cdn agent right so this basically allows you to be at home maybe watching the football game on your ipad uh, on your wi-fi and you're basically playing a feed that has been served by multicast um, from your operator okay so this gives you the scalability very good quality of experience low latency and, um, and this is where it gets interesting for us today, right? This nano CDN agent um, that does the conversion between multicast and unicast um, has to be deployed on a CPE at home. So um, here you have multiple options. You may be able to uh, put it on a gateway or on a CPE. I mean, those are the two most popular uh, options. And if you put it on a set-top box, so typically um, set-top box are quite uh, powerful because uh, they have a little bit more horsepower, a little bit more resources available, and they're also connected to the, um, to the big screen, right, to the main screen, where you will have high bandwidth uh, requirement. So, um, so this is a good option to put, you know, the nano CDN agent. Um, alternatively, the agent can also be deployed inside uh, your home router, your, your broadband gateway, if you like. And here you have the advantage to reach all your devices in the home, right? And not having to carry also multicast over Wi-Fi. So, um, so yeah, another popular options. And, and as you can see, you know, there's a quite a you know a range of devices that can be used to uh, to integrate um, this technology. Um, at Broadpeak, we've done about 120 integrations um, okay. onto various devices, um, from your old you know cable modems to uh, the latest. Uh, ONT for optical networks. We've done uh, Android TV set-top boxes, Apple TV devices, and obviously now you know RDKV set-top boxes. Very busy, then, right? <laughs> Very <laughs> so, busy. I, I mean, overall, then it, you know, giving the operators more of a freedom and, and, and a quicker opportunity to provide a better service for their end users, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. So, on that point, what do you think RDK are doing differently to Android mm. TV? Yeah, so in my mind, I think it's the openness that make RDK an interesting platform. Um, and, and if you look back, you know, back in time a little bit, uh, we've seen Android and Apple iOS that they basically proved that openness adds value 
to, uh, to the ecosystem, right? Just consider how much efficiency and how much innovation these platforms have brought into the mobile world, right? 10 years ago, uh, everything was closed and, you know, with iOS and with uh, Android, you know, it has been, we have been able to see an explosion of innovation um, over the years. I think, um, I think it is interesting to compare it with the mobile world. Um, and it's true also now with the set-top box world, right? So with Android TV, Apple TV, and RDKV, um, by being open, these platforms, they basically allow um, application providers to come in and offer new innovative um, services, right? So, um, so we think this is where RDK is, is interesting in this family of open um, platforms. Specifically to RDK, I think the fact that RDK provides some shared uh, source code uh, functions, right? That's great to shorten again the time to market. And since some basic functions come by default, us, the application providers, can focus on bringing the innovative features again. Not the whole platform, but focus on what we do, bring the innovation to the platform. So, um, so this is where it gets um, you know, very interesting for us. And, and if you look ahead a little bit, the way we see it is that... Um, an open system today in 2021 is about decoupling the CPE hardware and the software. Again, very close to what's happening in the cloud, right, within the networks. And by doing this, by splitting the two together, you're basically providing a framework um, to welcome the specialized third-party applications, right? So rather than expecting one entity to provide everything on top of the hardware, the numerous application and complex software application, you basically split it and you have no lock-in with your application vendors, you liberate innovation, and I think generally you make it much easier to operate between the different devices. Absolutely, and offering that opportunity for more innovation is only going to advance the, the industry for, further quicker as well. Um, with where we are now, um, RDKV is working brilliantly, as you said, with, with set-top boxes. But how can we bring RDKB into the video world? Yeah, so in my mind, this is the highest potential for RDK, right? I mean, the set-top box, you know, is important and the toolbox provided by RDK is very powerful. Um, today, we see large operators deploying RDKV-based um, set-top box, like, you know, here in the UK, I had my Virgin Media set-top box recently uh, flashed to run the new uh, middleware based on RDK, right, as the... Uh, the development done by uh, Liberty Global, which went very well, by the way. Um, but I think going forward, I believe the gateway will become more important. And the reason for that, um, if you look um, you know, at the, the, the spectrum of technology, uh, you find today some legacy broadcast and MPEG you know, TS transport stream technology that you know, is well covered by um, all the set-top box providers, including RDK. But the future is on ABR, right? on adaptive bitrate technology, the technology you use to reach any device in the home. And this is the clear distribution format for tomorrow to basically secure um, scalability and quality. And since ABR is a streaming over IP, it is linked to broadband networks, right? So this idea of getting uh, the processes closer to the end users basically not only applies to the set-top box, but also the gateway as an extension to the, to the network intelligence. So um, I think multicast ABR here is a good example of that, right? We see operators deploying nano CDN to enable the transition to full ABR um, video. I can give you an example, maybe um, we have a, a customer called Mega Cable in Mexico and they have replaced their legacy transport stream technology with a full ABR distribution. That's everything, including the linear um, services. So this means that they have the same ABR technology for all applications, whether they do, they deliver content to a TV, mobile devices, whether it's live, linear, um, time shifted. 
it's all ABR and that gives them basically a much cheaper platform, right? It's significantly cheaper to do ABR uh, compared to MPEG. You don't have all the legacy technology like conditional access and, you know, all the things that were expensive in the past with, with MPEG. Uh, it makes it more compatible with uh, the streaming devices. So if you stream to an Apple TV device, or if you stream to a Fire TV or Chromecast, this is possible with the technology. And I think it also opens personalization. And this is a big deal when it comes to doing targeted advertising, being able to insert um, specific ads within the content to, to be able to monetize the content. So, um, so yeah, it is interesting. And you know, my little story with Mega Cable is, I think, a good example because we started the Nano CDN in the set top box, right? We wanted to serve the main screen to start with, um, and now you know they have also integrated the Nano CDN inside their home gateways, right? And the reason okay. is simple: the video services are being delivered to many devices, so uh, they need this extra intelligence not just in the set top box but also in the gateway. So um. It is interesting for RDK, right? You know, when RDK is uh, ready to open up the, the gateway in a similar way it has opened the set-top box, then I think operators will take the advantage to deploy new services on the gateway. And, and I think this will allow them to offer new value-add services to their customers, you know, broader things, things like security in the home network, um, as a service, Wi-Fi optimization, uh, content filtering for parent control, and obviously your video optimization like the multicast ABR. And I think this is where the excitement is as well, right? It's the avenues it's opening up and, and, and the additional offerings that we can offer customers and the, and the, and the innovation as well, again, to, to the operators using this. Uh, touching on that as well, you know, your, the Euro Summit, uh, the end of 2020, RDK announced RDK4. Um, how do you see the future and, and where we can take RDK4 going forward? Yeah, it's a good question, right? Um, in the latest version, the RDK4, there's a clear focus on opening uh, the platform to external application, right? So to me, the natural step is to extend it into uh, broadband, so what we said about RDKB. And, and then if you look, if you take a step back and if you look at where this industry is going, the, you know, the technology is going, everybody talks about edge computing these days. So right, we see IP networks trending towards multi-access edge computing or, or MEC, right? Where it's all, about go, it's all about going deeper inside the operator's network. So, um, you know, moving maybe from 20 pops in a country like uh, the UK to maybe two to 300 pops, you know, in the next couple of years to be able to host those third party applications, right? So this is happening today with 5G, with the new architecture of um, cable net networks. And I think the opportunity here with RDK4 uh, and what RDK is doing, especially on, on the gateway, is to open up the home user, uh, so the, the home gateway for the users, right? So being able to run third party application on the gateway and basically push this idea of edge computing, not just into two or three uh, paths, but all the way inside the gateways of, um, you know, maybe potentially millions of customers. So uh, this is an interesting concept. Sometimes uh, people call it the mist computing. So after the edge or the fog, you know, comes the mist uh, computing. But what is really clear today is that RDK has the most advanced initiative to open these platforms. So uh, not just for cable, but also for DSL and fiber. And I think uh, there is, uh, you know, there's a really interesting card here that can be played by RDK to, uh, to open up and push basically edge computing all the way inside the home gateways. Absolutely. And it's, it's been really interesting as well. It's, since the announcement, we have seen some of the other community members put contributions towards. And it's interesting to see everybody, you know, have their own take on it. 
So maybe to wrap it up, right, I think um, this is the, the clear course of history, right? Closed and proprietary uh, CPE's approach are likely to become, you know, frankly limited and therefore obsolete at some point soon. Um, platforms like Android TV and RDKV have opened a set-top box, just like iOS and Android uh, opened mobile devices some time ago. The next major opportunity is to open up the gateway with RDKB. And with um, video streaming being one of the most important subjects to uh, tackle, Multicast ABR, I think, is a great example of how apps in the CPE can improve the delivery. Xavier, I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure to, to have you on the podcast. Um, thank you so much to you and our listeners for, for tuning in today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Jamie. Yeah, thank you. Perfect. Xavier, just before we go, where can our listeners find you online? Um, that's a good question. So I think the best thing to do is probably to follow the Broadpeak um, page on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, I think it's at uh, broadpeak.tv. Uh, there is another Broadpeak, which is, I think, an IT company in Pakistan. So uh, not quite what we do, not quite the video technology. So, yeah, it's at broadpeak.tv. Perfect. Well, Xavier, thank you for your time today. It's great having you on the show. Make sure you find us on Twitter and LinkedIn as The RDK Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you get a notification every time we upload a new episode. Until then, take care and let's continue the conversation. Thank you.